What's up, Wealthy Fam? You're listening to episode three of season two on the Winning to Wealth podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about a money fight that my wife and I actually had recently. Check it out. A few months back, my wife and I had our first money fight in over six years. Now, money fights were common pretty early in our marriage. Like we had a net worth of around negative $55,000. And all we knew at the time was that we wanted to turn it around. And so we fought over how much we needed to cut back and where those cuts needed to happen. We fought over how much of our gap needed to go to debt. We fought about how much fun money we should both have. We fought about money a lot and in a lot of different ways. But then one day I had this realization that what really mattered wasn't how, quote unquote, gazelle intense we were at paying off debt or any of that stuff. What mattered the most was my relationship with my wife and keeping that relationship intact. See, what I realized was we weren't fighting each other. We were fighting for each other. More specifically, we both were fighting for our common or our shared goals and dreams. Now, sure, we both definitely had different ideas for how we wanted to reach those goals, But the goals we had were just that they were set in stone and they were our goals together. And so what I did once I had this realization was I stopped talking about the numbers and I stopped leaving spreadsheets on her pillow at night to make sure she saw them before she went to bed. All right. I never really did that one, but like You get where I'm coming from. I was nerding out over this stuff and I was going a little crazy and I had to chill out. And so we started talking more about things like goals and dreams and less about numbers. And we started focusing less on what we were escaping in terms of our debt and more on where we were going. And I believed that changed everything for us. Like, I know without a shadow of a doubt, like with everything inside of me, that my wife always means well for me. And I firmly believe that she knows the same thing about me. And so having that understanding helped shape the way we communicated about money for more than half a decade, like over the last six or so years of our almost seven year marriage. And it was because at the end of the day, I finally accepted the fact that, hey, even though we disagree on this, you're still do you're looking out for me like you're fighting for what you think is my best interest. And she knew the same thing about me. But Losing my job last year changed a lot for us financially. For example, we never really used sinking funds because I had a pretty high income and we've always had the ability to just cash flow things as they came up. Well, now that we're essentially living off of one teacher salary, sinking funds are a thing. 
And we had a lot of fun money every month for both of us when I was working. And we had that fun money for years. And well, that got cut back too. And, and that was not solely based on, um, losing the income, but it was like, okay, we have this fun money, but like, what are we doing? We're just sitting at the house looking at each other all day. So like, what do we need this fun money for? Let's put it to something. Um, and you know, there've just been a lot of other changes as a result of our household losing six figures worth of income. And slowly but surely, I got back into that old habit of being hyper focused on the numbers again. I mean, after all, like it was super important to make sure that we stayed on top of our finances once I lost my job. Like nobody's going to disagree with that. She's not going to disagree with that. I'm comfortable saying that like that needed to happen. Um, And then we also needed to keep moving forward with our goals. Like we had a goal of reaching financial independence and we've always had strong financial goals that we really cared about. And so it was important that we both kept moving forward with that. And so I dove headfirst back into the numbers, making sure everything was aligned. Meanwhile, my wife was struggling and I missed it. She missed having an excessive amount of fun money. She missed us being able to be completely flexible with our budget and a few other things that we used to do when we had this income. Now, she's obviously responsible and she understood that those things needed to change given our new normal, but it was a lot. And that change happened very, very quickly. Meanwhile, like I said, I was continuing to just plug away at numbers and talk about numbers and data and budgets and profit and loss statements from the business and everything else that I just wasn't as tuned in as I needed to be because I was trying to make sure everything was going to work. And so I'll spare you a lot of the details, but that led to a big money disagreement about the way that she spent money, the way that I spent money, the way we saw money, all of those things. And to be honest, I was a little shocked um, and I didn't really know where any of it was coming from because in my mind, I was doing the right things. And looking back on it, we both agree I was. Um, but in that moment, it wasn't. It wasn't a moment for me to be defensive. It was a moment for me to press and lean in and try to gain a better understanding of my wife's perspective. And that's what I did. And that's when it hit me that, crap, I have slipped right back to where we were in the beginning. And this major life event has caused a huge disconnect um, for us financially. Like, again, I was determined to to keep us moving full steam ahead. And even though the goals never really changed for my wife, she needed some time to adjust to this new lifestyle. And we never fully discussed or agreed on the best way to move forward. It was just a thing of, hey, these are the goals. This is our new income. I'm going to figure this out and make it work. And instead of coming to an agreement and sitting down and discussing, 
hey, what's the best way to make this work that actually works for our family? Instead of doing that, I just went to work setting up sinking funds and redoing the budget and adjusting our automatic contributions and all those things. And I'm just spitting out these numbers, spitting out these facts and all of this data, 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 data. And I think that happens a lot with us money nerds. Like we get caught up in the numbers that we forget that there's a very, very real and human side of things. And we have to be mindful of that in our relationships. Because I was making the numbers work based on the original goal that we had, I never stopped to ask if that original goal should even still be the goal. Like, I mean, as I talked about a couple episodes ago, we're not even pursuing the same goal anymore. And that part matters. It matters a hundred percent because you also have the ability to not just change your goals, but you have the ability to change the method. If you choose to keep the same goals that you're going to use to reach that goal. So now let's talk about some of the things that you can do to help ease some of the financial tension in your household. If you're constantly having these money fights. So the first thing is to have money dates. And that's no surprise. I've talked about that a lot in the interview episodes of the show. Um, and some of the other solo episodes I did that were called money talk Mondays. I have stressed the importance of money dates in a relationship, but I want to spend a little time and share some things that I've learned recently about how to have even better money dates. Uh, and so, yes, it is important to talk money and it is important to talk numbers, but learn from my mistake here. Talk about the big picture. Ask each other questions like, hey, what would you change about our situation right now if you could? And then follow that up with, hey, why is that important to you? Why is that particular thing so important to you? You may be surprised. You know, ask your partner if they have any financial worries or concerns and talk about those. That's a money date. It doesn't have to just be, hey, let's put an extra $500 to debt this month. You can talk about how money is affecting other areas of your life. And that's something we did, but it's also something that we got away from once I lost my income. It became solely about the numbers and it essentially put a um, strain, I guess I can call it for lack of a better word, on our marriage. So here's what you want to do if you're not already having these money dates. The first thing is to set a date and time that works for both of you. Now, this isn't something that you just want to spring on your partner at the last minute. Hey, get in here and let's talk about this money stuff, um, especially if they aren't a money nerd and you are. Um, but you want to let them know that, hey, you know what? I've got some important things that I like to discuss and it would really mean a lot to me if you could choose a date and a time and let's talk about this, you know, plan a menu, bring some snacks, those sorts of things, and then get it on the calendar for both of you and make sure you both show up on time. Now, nobody in the world wants to be beat over the head with their mistakes or made to feel dumb so Definitely keep things positive instead of, you know, like, oh, my gosh, you're such an idiot for buying those shoes and you're ruining our financial future and our kids are never going to get to go to college. You know, like try something like, hey, 
What are your thoughts on us cutting the clothing budget by, say, 20% and investing a little more to reach our goal of retiring early or putting our kids through college? Um, what are your thoughts on doing something like that? And then listen and let them explain. I see the difference is one of those is judgmental and harsh, and it will drive a wedge between you and your partner. The other invites collaboration and input. And it's important that both people are active participants on this money date because it's your future together. So structure the conversation and, 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 and ask questions in a way that makes your partner feel like their opinion is valued. And, and actually, let me rephrase that. I, I don't want you to make them feel like their opinion is valued. Actually value their opinion. Um, because that's vital, right? But uh, kind of moving to the next point, it's also important that you set aside time to revisit your goals. Like we had this big goal of reaching fire by 40, but then life happened and we both realized, you know, that's not the best goal for our family anymore. Like, and here's the thing, budgeting to retire by 40 is a little different than budgeting to pay off debt. And so You do. You have to constantly revisit your goals. One, because you need to make sure that these goals are still a great fit for your family and they're worth pursuing. But two, as you check goals off, the process changes. Things are a little bit different. So as you reach these milestones, just check in with each other and say, hey, is this still the right direction for our family? Like, are we still wanting to pursue this? Uh, Whatever that goal is for you guys, it makes a huge difference. Now, finally, you'll want to evaluate your methods. And I kind of touched on this a little bit, but back when we were paying off debt, we started off using the snowball because that's just what somebody told us was the best way. And it was working. But then as I got hooked into this finance stuff, I learned about the avalanche method and how we could save more in interest by making that change. And so we did. What works in one season may not work in the next season for you. So for us, you know, saving anywhere from 50 to 80% of our income to retire early just isn't appealing to us right now. So we made a change and you can do the exact same thing, especially if disagreements about methods and things like that are coming between you and your spouse. So yes, set up those money dates where you talk about more than just the numbers. Find time to revisit those goals and see if those are still the goals that are best for your family. And finally, evaluate your methods to reaching those goals. Remember, personal finance is personal. What works for my household might just cause a riot in your household and vice versa. And lastly, if you're in a great relationship, Please value that person and their opinion and what they bring to the table more than you value your net worth or how fast you can pay off debt. Like I said, us money nerds, we can get caught up in the numbers and forget that there's a very human side to this money stuff. And that needs to be explored as well. So, yeah, I mean, this this is a short episode this week. I just really wanted to to share um, a little bit about, you know, what transpired in our marriage and our relationship in the hopes of inspiring you uh, to, you know, make those changes and, and do those simple things that we've talked about in this episode. But listen, 
I'm really enjoying talking to you and sharing some of my life after really spending over a year sharing the stories and the lives of so many other people. Uh, it's actually been a lot of fun for me and it's been a really nice change of pace. But yeah, let's connect on Instagram if you're not already on there. Um, I'm at winning to wealth, which is spelled exactly like the name of the show, winning to wealth. But hey, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this was episode three of season two. Um, but until we talk again, keep racking up those wins one at a time. Take care.